and welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I'm, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 203rd episode, our returning guest is Ash Burgess. My lovely wife, Ash Burgess, has been a guest on 25 previous episodes. For a complete list, check the show notes. Ash Burgess has a dusty degree in religious studies and an appetite for both high and low culture. She strives to celebrate the best of every season with her young children. Follow her on Instagram at Ash Burgess, all one word, and subscribe to her channel on YouTube. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Rob Burgess Show, Ash Burgess. Thank you. I'm excited to be here because this is my favorite recurring episode that we do together. So this is our third one, fourth one? It, I think it's got to be more than the third. I'm not even sure. I've lost track. Yeah, it's been multiple years. It's enough to say it's annual. Definitely annual. Mm-hmm. Definitely. This is not just like when you do something the first time, but say it's the annual event, hopefully, and then maybe it is or maybe it or isn't. Or you say first annual. It's like, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> we'll that's, see about that. Exactly. That's a little <laughs> awkward. But no, this is not even the second. And I don't know. This is definitely not even the third time. This is at least the fourth Four. time. At least. Huh. We've definitely Sounds done right. We've been around a few times with this one, but it is my favorite time of year. Yeah. I'm excited too. We should mention when we're recording this. Yeah, it's actually the autumn equinox. So we thought this was the most appropriate time to film our annual Splendors of Autumn, or not to film, but to record. <laughs> is there a camera? <laughs> <laughs> to record our annual Splendors of Autumn podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm very excited. And it's also a full moon, or it was like it's the moon. it's the harvest moon, right? I mean, it's it's always the harvest moon, whatever full moon is closest to the equinox. But mm-hmm. still, it like sounds almost, cool to be like, "Ooh, it's a harvest moon!" You know, and it's almost like, like on the exact day of the equinox. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Was it two days ago? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did listen to that uh, Neil Young harvest moon song today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I like that song anyway, and it feels very autumnal and appropriate. Totally. Um, but I thought we celebrated the equinox harder than you have in past years. We did. I mean, honestly, we've never really celebrated it before other than just being like, oh, yeah, it's officially fall. But when I was a kid, we always celebrated the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. But we never really did anything that I can recall particularly special for autumn or spring or summer i think it was always just the winter one we did and the other one's kind of just like it's like oh good it's now the season Mm -hmm. which i'm actually a little surprised that we didn't celebrate those harder Mm -hmm. just because we did we did like my parents really cared about doing something for the winter solstice Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of surprised they didn't do anything for the other ones especially because they definitely seem like the kind of people that would have yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised about that myself. Yeah. I mean, maybe they kind of in their minds celebrated more, but just outwardly in a way that I would have noticed and differentiated from our regular lives. As a child, I didn't notice us really mm-hmm. doing it. Right. You know, I'm sure, see, if my mom, I don't think my mom listens to this, but if my mom <laughs> ever was to listen to this, I'm sure she'd be like, do you not remember how every year we would make the beeswax candles and, and eat the bottom chili or whatever, you know? So... You know what I mean? It's possible that in in their minds, they probably were celebrating, just not in a way that... I think for for small children, especially, you have to make kind of a big deal about things if they're going to know that you're doing something particularly to celebrate something or for a particular reason. Otherwise, it just blends in with the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. Yeah, I don't think we did much of anything for the 
other than it just be like, it's fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like we would kind of look, my mom would always like look at the calendar and be my like, mom oh, probably look, had some like leaf decorations that she put up around the house or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of thing where I'm saying like, for all I know, my mom could yeah, have, like, my mom hung up the leaf decorations If she's listening on, to this right now, you know, she's like, probably screaming she'd probably at those speakers. Like, don't you remember? Put the scarecrow and leaf window cling out on the equinox every year. But to you, it was just kind of like, you know, she randomly in the fall oh. slapped those up there. But, you know. Also, the weather today has been very... It came it in felt, like a bang. No, it, it, I was so excited. I know you were less excited, but I felt like a switch was flipped. Like, I just woke up today, and I, I know that, like, tomorrow it'll probably be 90 degrees again, but I woke up today, and it really was fall. I was so excited that I made the kids take a walk with me in the rain. Which, okay, that sounds bad, but they have... They were properly clothed and... They have sh- super nice, food. like, they have, like, nicer clothes than we do. Like, they have, like, super nice, like, hunter rain boots, and, like, they have, like, nice, like, raincoats, and they had, like, sweatshirts on under them, and... My, we just, I just bought a bunch of fall pants and stuff, so they were, like, nicely outfitted. Mm. So it's not like I just made them, like, stand out in the pouring rain as they, like, shivered. Because <laughs> they were, like, drenched to the bone or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was really, really fall today. I made you turn the heat on. And I protested. Right now, I'm actually liking it. But I know we have to turn it off before bed, though, because we will wake up in the middle of the night and we'll be so hot and, like, really uncomfortable. I don't know. Still, you did make me turn on the heat because you were, like, very cold. I was a block of ice today. It was... It was a little bit chilly, I will admit, in the morning. (laughs) Not my thing. It was very sudden, like you said, though. It was not, like... And I think that's what made it feel colder, because it's the surprise. If it it had just been... Yes, it was very wet. It rained. It rained so... It was, like, flooding outside today. It was raining Mm -hmm. so hard. Yes. But, um... We celebrated tonight with a very special dinner. It was really good. We did. Well, what we did is, um, to give a little background on why we did this, so in addition to just wanting to celebrate the Equinox a little bit harder, it also coordinated really nicely with some of the homeschooling stuff we've been doing. So I managed to skip ahead both in our science curriculum, because we're doing earth science this year, and also in our literature curriculum to find things that corresponded with the celebration. So with with our science curriculum, there are some units on the seasons, like, you know, just, you know, the way that the earth rotates and the sun and everything. And so like the reason for the seasons. And also there's kind of a special section for each of, you know, the solstices and equinoxes. So I just skipped ahead into the autumn equinox one for our science for this week. And then I also looked through the literature curriculum that we're following and I say following, but it's like, I'm doing other literature on top of this because, you know, I, in my mind, you really can't have too much literature. But anyway, we, I am following one curriculum that has different stories that we read each week. And I looked through that and found one that was most appropriate to the harvest. Mm-hmm. And so in, inspired by that, we had a dinner. We, we called it a tops and bottoms dinner, but it was from this story where... There's kind of a tricky rabbit that tricks a lazy bear into letting them grow a bunch of stuff on their land and they get the best of the harvest mm-hmm. by growing, you know, at different points, tops, bottoms, and middles. So it's, it was a way to kind of teach the kids a little bit about that kind of like trickery, but also about um, 
the different parts of vegetables that we eat. Because we, the kids know, obviously, you know, the carrot is the root and, you know, the lettuce leaves are the tops and all that kind of stuff. But it was a chance to kind of think about that a little bit more specifically. So we had a dinner, we picked, um, for our tops, we picked Brussels sprouts. For our middles, we picked corn because middles is kind of a little bit of a gray area. But in the book, the corn was the middles because they tore the corn silk off the, for the tops and they tore the stalk off for the bottom. So we did um, a succotash to kind of incorporate the corn. And I figured the beans and some of the other stuff in there could also count as middles. And then for our bottoms, we did turnips, which I was excited to eat again because I always forget about turnips, even though I do like them. Not lately, though. No, because earlier in the year we did the enormous turnip, yeah. and for that we did a kind of a turnip meal after that. So that was really when I thought about turnips again, and so since having done that a few weeks ago, I was like, oh good, here's another chance for turnips. Also because one of the only other bottoms I could think of would be carrots that we could get easily right now, and emerald... I, 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 I try really hard around our kids not to use language like someone doesn't like something. Like, I try to say things like she's getting to know them, or maybe she'll, you know, change her mind about them later. But honestly, Emerald has never met a carrot that she's liked. Like, mm -hmm. I think the first time I gave her carrots as a baby, she, like, spit them out. And if she could have said, yuck, what is this? She would have. And she's never really changed her opinion from there. Meanwhile. It's fascinating, though, because Lilac loves carrots. I think Do you want to explain your theory? My theory, and this we, is totally We may have not... just derailed the entire episode here <laughs> yes. into, into Ash's uh, theories but again. Orange but orange is a very autumnal color. Okay, yeah. So it's totally related. So tell, tell everyone, your, do you have a name for this theory, or is it... I don't have a name for this theory. Okay, go ahead. But, and, hey, you, you cooked this theory up with me. It wasn't all me by myself. But anyway, all I'm saying is that Lilac is an I'm Auburn. I'm not saying I don't believe it. Lilac's an Auburn. Uh -huh. And so I suspect that perhaps she likes orange foods more because she has to keep her orange meter full. Because <laughs> she sense. loves carrots. She, yum, yum. Like, she literally has screamed out yum, yum before when eating carrots, which is something that Emerald has never said. Okay. By that, by that logic, though, what does Emerald mean? What color is she? I mean, she's a brunette, so anything brown. She does love almond butter. Her hair is a lot darker than almond butter. She loves chocolate, though, but I mean, who doesn't love chocolate? You're right, though. Almond but, yeah. butter counts, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a brownish kind Makes of sense. food. Yeah. Yeah. She loves bacon. True. I don't really think of bacon as a brown food. I mean, part of it. It's kind of, I, but if I had to assign it a color, I would say it's more of like a maroon. Okay. But let's jump back into this Wonders of Autumn. Okay. So jumping back in. So we so basically all I was saying is that we coordinated with what we were doing with our homeschool and we actually did kind of a lighter week this week and just kind of focused on things that I could tie in for the most part with the Equinox. So that was really fun. Mm -hmm. And I think our dinner came out really well. As I said before, we did a succotash with the corn in it. For our middle and we you know the tops and the bottoms and i think it came out really nicely it was nice it was fun and, and we we all wore um we made we made kind of autumn crowns with basically just paper and then we did a combination of paper leaves and real leaves that we kind of the kids glued on there or taped mm -hmm. on there and so that was pretty festive we don't usually have meals where we have like any sort of an accessory that we can all wear mm -hmm. that definitely added kind of a sense of occasion definitely that was fun. Should eat more meals with 
headdress. I know, right? Like, we need to think of more. Well, the kids were, I was thinking, you know, that I know some people do some kind of little paper crowns for Christmas, don't they? Mm-hmm. Is that like a British thing? Yeah, don't quote me on this, but I think it's uh, with the Christmas crackers that they have. It just seems like in every movie, suddenly they're all wearing like these little flimsy colored paper, paper crowns while crowns, they eat the yeah. dinner, and it's just, I'm very confused about it, but it just seems like it's always happening. I wasn't there during Christmas, but somebody gave me one just as like an example. Interesting. But. Yeah. Don't no, they normally just have little trinkets or something in them? Yeah. The Christmas crackers? Exactly. Yeah, which, I mean, Christmas. I always think of Christmas as more wintry, but it truly is just the tail end of autumn. Yeah, it's, it's right after the winter solstice. It's so. like... Beginning of winter, end of... It's like Kansas City, Missouri. Exactly. Exactly. Could, could go either way. But I like celebrating the equinox harder. I mean, we were eager to get into the fall, I think, mm-hmm. especially this year. Definitely. And I've always had the tradition of... Right at the beginning of fall, but I hadn't ever nailed it down exactly to the equinox before. But I've always kind of right when I'm feeling like, okay, it's fall. I've always had the tradition of giving the kids, I get them a new Halloween book and new pajamas. Mm -hmm. So we got the pajamas all washed up so they could wear them for the first time tonight. And and I really like that tradition. Yeah. And I think they do too. I mean, I I know I look forward to it. And it's really hard to pick though. Like there's so many Halloween books I want to get them. And getting the actual cutest Halloween pajamas is difficult. It's one of those things where you really have to start early. Because the really cute pajamas do sell out. So And people are more excited this year to celebrate anyway, so it's like I really feel like it. I mean, I ordered these pajamas at like the beginning of September to mm-hmm. just to lock them in because I knew that it's the kind of thing where they get released and then people snap them up and if you wait until the end pickings are slim, especially when you're trying to coordinate. And I ended up this year not even getting three that matched. I just matched the girls and then I got our son a different different one that was like not as girly looking as what I got them. Mm-hmm. Just because I had to have these ones for the girls. They were so cute. And I knew Cap would really like the ones that I got for him. So. He did. He liked it. But, yeah. it's I, I It was even difficult. I had to place like three separate orders even to get all the ones that I ended up getting. Just to get the right sizes. Because the thing is, like, you know, you want to buy them all at once. And when there's a sale, so you get free shipping and it's on sale and everything... But to get all the sizes that you need when there's the sale and everything, it's just like it has to be the perfect storm. And it actually took a lot of effort to get these. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel pleased with my choices. So, so it's all shouting working. both positive and negative things about the online shopping of these. Well, I actually have a set of worse pajamas that I need you to return to baby like this. Yeah. Week. Now I know why you have three places for me to go to return stuff tomorrow. It's only because I panicked and I didn't think I was going to be able to get the cuter <clears throat> ones so I bought this backup set that I didn't like as much and now I've, of course I've ended up keeping one of the backup set just because one of our kids needed more pajamas but the others are going back because it's really exceeding my budget to keep any more of the pajamas at this point. Mm-hmm. And the little girls have way more pajamas because 
they have inherited, you know, every, every child, I mean, of course, some things wear out, but every kid, you know, down the line inherits more and more hand-me-downs. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the oldest kid is the one that ends up in situations where suddenly you realize they don't have any pants or something. Like their clothes are literally tearing off their body. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, there's always, like, something for one of the little girls in the next size waiting. But for the for the biggest, oldest, it's like... There's nothing waiting in the next size. So one day you just kind of realize that the clothes have either worn out or been outgrown and it's like, oh no, or the season has changed and it's like, why do we own, you know, nine pairs of shorts but not a single pair of long pants in this size? Cap seems on both ends of the spectrum to be able to and comfortable in either incredibly tight-fitting clothes or incredibly baggy clothes. Like, it doesn't seem... Like, I have he's to... also the person that walks around the house in one socks. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know, know if he, he cares like, if... about, like, the way his skin feels in, like, certain parts of his body very much. But he got, he got upset that you were going to turn in the one that didn't fit him for one that fit him. Yeah, he just gets attached to things and he doesn't want to let go of them. Like, his... No, because I... I ordered him some shirts, and then one of them needed to be exchanged, but I'm getting the exact same shirt in a different size, but he, like, didn't want to let me take the one, even though it didn't fit right. But... But but I'm saying I don't think it, like, felt weird on his body to have it be that big. I just but think it looked he was weird fine. to me. Like, it didn't look right. Yes, but you, you were looking at him. True. True. Know. But anyway, yeah, you're right. The oldest... I can say that, too, as an oldest... It's... You're the one that, like, yeah, the, yeah. it's like when suddenly the season changed. And that's why I also preemptively, when I bought the pajamas way ahead of time, I also preemptively bought him a bunch of pants. Mm-hmm. Because I realized that we don't have any pants in his size. Because he's been obviously just wearing shorts, mm-hmm. which he prefers anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at a certain point you can't go outside anymore if you don't have something on your legs. Yeah, you're not buying him any fall shorts, I think. No, no, I'm not buying shorts again until next, like, late spring mm-hmm. but um what are some other things that you've bought this year i know you're excited about your mug well i bought some stuff for myself i'm trying to do a better job of sometimes i feel like i get grouchy because i feel like i put so much both money and also just the time and the thought into like procuring stuff for other people so i as i was buying all the stuff for the kids i decided to buy myself some stuff so I got myself a game to play this autumn, and also I got a mug, which the mug I got, I'm actually drinking out of right now. I'm excited about this. It's from Target. It looks like a cauldron, like a witch's cauldron, but just, you know, obviously with a handle and it's ceramic. Mm -hmm. And it's particularly great because I'm going to be a witch for Halloween, because I'm always a witch for Halloween, Mm -hmm. which is something I sort of fell into, and like maybe I should fight against that and try harder to come up with creative costumes, but at this point in my life... I mean, we're not going anywhere for Halloween, and I already have the witch's hat, and I have plenty of black clothes to like fill out the outfit. So I and I and I, but the thing is, I've realized I'm totally okay with that. Like I'm, I'm excited to be a witch again this year, and Emerald's excited. She wants to be a witch again to like match with me, and she wants Lilac to be a witch too. Like I thought she would want to be something else this year, but she's like all about it. What should I be? I don't know. You can be a witch's husband and <laughs> do witches have husbands sometimes in the, in the I don't know I don't know hmm. but my cauldron mug is like totally awesome and goes with my costume and then I also got which totally goes with this as well I really need to like do an artfully 
post Instagram photo where I'm drinking out of the mug and we're playing my game because it's the board game version of Hocus Pocus, mm. which you have promised to play with me. Yes, I have. Because before I bought it, I asked you if you would play and you said yes. I know. Because I didn't want to get it if I was not going to be able to play. I'm, I've totally, I'm fine with it. I'm actually a little concerned. Like, this mug is a huge hit and I feel like there's a chance that the board game is not going to be as good. I'm willing to find out. I'm willing to find out too. I'm just warning you because the reviews online were very mixed. A lot of people loved it, but then a lot of people mm -hmm. were like, this game is terrible and impossible to play. So mm -hmm. it could really come out either way. But it looks super cute anyway, and I just wanted to, you know, get something seasonal and fun. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We should also pull out, remember when we used to play that game called Zombies? Mm -hmm. That game was so fun. That was fun. We should pull that game out. Back to the Splendors of Autumn, we visited a pizza farm. That was the best thing we did this summer slash the end of summer slash mm. the beginning of autumn. Yeah. Like, there was a point at that where... Well, actually, let me explain a little bit what you mean by pizza farm. Because yeah, I should probably... I, I, like, I told my mom that we had to pizza farm, and she was like, oh, what is that? <laughs> it's like, it's, doesn't, it's not, it doesn't really, like, <laughs> compel you to fully understand. Basically, it was a farm that has also put in an outdoor, um, I guess, like a brick pizza oven and, like, set up so they have, like, a kitchen and stuff, which I didn't even get to see that part anyway. Because you basically, as you pull in to this kind of field area, they give you a parking spot. And so you park, and then to the right of your car, there's a space, maybe two cars big, that's kind of left empty, that's your space. So it's perfectly distanced, which was so awesome. Mm -hmm. So you have your own kind of little tailgating setup spot. So we set up like lawn chairs and we had a picnic blanket and stuff. And so basically that's what everybody else around us seemed like they were doing that we could see. And then you can either order online or you can go up to their ordering area and order your pizza and then they'll kind of golf cart it out to you when it's done. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice. We This was actually the first place that we've really gone out to eat ever in like, I don't know, two years or something. I know, right? So it was pretty awesome. Um, and the cool thing is that this farm actually grows a lot of the ingredients for the pizza. They grow I the mean, tomatoes. You saw the, the basil and the... A whole greenhouse of basil, which smelled wonderful. <laughs> so nice. And it was cool because we were able to kind of walk around with the kids a little bit, and they could see some different plants growing, and they could see chickens and things like that. So mm -hmm. it was real, just really, really nice. So fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we were parked right beside a sunflower field. Yeah. So we were also, as we were eating our pizza, just looking over in the sunflower field and watching... The groups of birds kind of landing and fighting and eating sunflowers and flying away and stuff. It just felt like, like you said to me, like, I feel like I'm in a movie and it, I totally felt that way too. It was so mm -hmm. good. And then on the way home, we stopped at a little roadside stand that obviously it was like night mm -hmm. and dark and everything. We'd seen this place on the way. And then when we went by, it was still all set up. So, I mean, we just poked some money into the cash box and bought mm -hmm. a couple pumpkins. And they were really good pumpkins, too. Like, especially we got... One of them is just kind of more like a pinky, orangey, kind of Cinderella-looking pumpkin. But my favorite one is one of those really warty green pumpkins. Mm -hmm. They're the kind of pumpkins that I can't always find when I want them at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So I felt really lucky to have them. Mm -hmm. But it was really fun. I had a good time. And we saw some birds, too, before that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Too bad they don't do that longer. 
Yeah, I was disappointed to learn that they closed down for the fall. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing it's just because the weather is so unpredictable mm-hmm. that they don't know, you know, if they, I'm sure if they prep Although their ingredients. Although after today, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I mean. I'm sure if they prep their ingredients and then it's a day like today, mm. some of those ingredients aren't going to last for the next week. So that's pro- probably taking losses 50% of the time. So I'm sure that's probably why they can't do... It's the same with, like, movies in the park and stuff. I always feel like, why do you have to do this when it's, like, roasting? But I'm sure it's just the chances of it getting rained out or something are so much higher in the fall that it's, like, you don't want to risk it. Mm -hmm. Totally. But still, that was, like, so, so nice. Mm -hmm. We finally figured out, I think, how to keep sunflowers alive. Oh, yeah. Because a couple times over the summer... Well, especially, I mean, I think it was sunflower season just over this mm-hmm. past, you know, month and a half or so. And a couple times you've brought home sunflowers and they died really quickly. And I couldn't figure out what we were doing wrong other than that this time I decided to try, instead of cutting them fairly short to fit them in like a glass mason jar, I left the stems really long and I put them in like a double-walled stainless steel container. So it's like lots of water, long stems, not too hot. It seems to be working because mm-hmm. it's several days later and they still look great. So I feel really, really pleased about that because we had a couple experiences where it was just like, my goodness, how how did the sunflowers go down so fast, you know? But you were saying that you thought maybe the bananas that we had near them had actually contributed to their downfall in previous times. That was another thing I considered because I was looking, I actually got to the point where I was looking up online like... Why do my sunflowers keep dying? Mm-hmm. And I did read something that mentioned ripe fruit, like, off-gassing near them, contributing to them, you know, deteriorating faster. And then I remembered that I had particularly read the bananas. Like, you're not supposed to, for example, if you have bananas and you put them near other fruits and vegetables, the other fruits and vegetables will spoil faster. Mm-hmm. Because bananas, I think they outgasses the methane gases or something. Sounds right. Bananas apparently release more of those, I guess, than a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So they will really impact the things around them. So I also feel like it could have been the bananas because you're right. We, I mean, with two toddlers and a young elementary school student, we have a lot of bananas in the house often. Yes. And they don't always get eaten in a timely fashion. No. I mean, it's like, it's fit, hit or miss, you know. Either everyone devours them in like a day and a half or... It's like they sit there on the counter unused when I've gotten the, like, <laughs> yeah, <no>. three-pound <laughs> bunch. <laughs> but let's get back into the splendors of autumn's particularly food. Because, mm. you know, thinking about spoiling bananas, you know, that's a very summertime food. But banana bread, though, that's a, feels that's like a fall. time in wintertime, I think, too. And obviously pumpkin bread. And, you know, all the, all the breads, really anything baked. Seems very autumnal. But I really want to make pumpkin scones this year. Pumpkin scones would be good. The ones at Starbucks are good. I'd like to make them like that, except without that. I feel like they have that really, really sweet topping. I like that. I know it's good, but it's just a bit much. You, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, I think making pumpkin scones could be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Especially because I think I'm done with... Every year I used to try to get one pumpkin spice latte, and I don't even think I need one this year. Hmm. I just, I've really, I've finally accepted that I don't think the pumpkin spice latte tastes very good. I love the concept of it, though. 
Like, I love the concept of the pumpkin spice flavored drink. It just, it's that, it never seems pumpkin-y enough, and maybe there's too much cinnamon, or there's something about the flavor that's just not something that I actually want. Mm -hmm. But I do want pumpkin things. Now, we've been drinking Oktoberfest beer. That's not a pumpkin thing, but it's just kind of autumnal in general. And doesn't Oktoberfest usually happen sometime in towards right about now-ish? Yeah, roughly. Right. We should make an Oktoberfest meal. What would we make? Like, you know, German food, like sauerkraut and some kind of some kind of sausages, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking like a German street fair type of food. Mm. Yeah, I like, like sausages. Like, whatever we would get if we actually went to an Oktoberfest. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But also that the kids would eat. They would eat things at an Oktoberfest, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe. I'd like to get one of those big steins. I just feel like, where would we store that without it, like, plopping over and breaking? I don't know. Also, that's a lot of beer. Yeah. How many ounces is that? I don't know. You mean, like, like is, are I'm you talking, talking about, about one of those steins? Are you, you talking know, about like, the thing? When you go to the German Yes, like the, like the ceramic thing with, and it has that... What is that thing where that you had the liddy, the lid toppery thing? Like, why does that exist? Is that just to keep it covered so you can drink a little and then go away and come back? Yeah, I feel like my dad might have one somewhere, like a ceremonial one. But is it like just for like display, like it's, in his the dinner one or something? He has, I think is like, mostly I've definitely for display, never seen. But I think there like is it. like, I think the idea is you have your your special one mm-hmm. at the beer hall. And it has like your decoration on it, and like oh, that's when fun. you go to the beer hall, it's like your. Yeah, but now it's probably just mostly kind of like anachronistic yeah, or whatever. Exactly, it's like, uh, I don't know, Renaissance fair or something. Kind of yeah, yeah. Of beer. <laughs> sure. No, that makes sense. But it, I still, I, I still like the idea of being like, or like making like the little hat go up before you can like take a drink. I feel like that would be fun for a while, but then it would sort of get to be just like. like I feel like if you were having like a really intense conversation, you could be. Like, and then you have to like <laughs> that just seems a little. I don't know. I like to make a point, like that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. About but. Yeah, we should do an Oktoberfest meal. That would be fun. I think that would be really fun. I mean, I'm just looking for more and more ways to make the autumn great for us. Um, I did want to talk about some stuff we've been or are looking forward to watching. Oh, yeah. Which, as you pointed out, everything that... Because we were kind of talking ahead of time about what we wanted to mention on this. And as you pointed out, these are all sequels. But I'm super excited that the show you on Netflix is kind of finally coming back. It was promised to come back for a while with no date. And then that promise. And then went the promise away. left, so I thought it was just. It, I assumed like, it had been scrapped, but now it's know. coming back. Yeah. I believe on the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So. But it was popular when it first came out. I know it was. So. I just thought it was one of those ones where the filming got delayed, mm. you know, and then maybe some of those things never got back on track, and I feared it had never gotten back on track, but apparently it has. So. I'm excited, but also scared to see where it goes. And I don't mean scared in the sense like, oh, I'm so chilled. I mean scared like, I think it has potential to not be very good. Because mm-hmm. I don't see where the story could possibly go that would work mm-hmm. and be as appealing as the first two seasons were. But I'm I'm psyched to find out. Like the OC, I, I think, It too. burned bright. It burned bright for a very short period of time. 
EOC went on way too long and should have been put out to pasture. There are still a few a few episodes of the end of the EOC that I haven't been able to bring myself to watch yet. Yeah, it, so it gets it gets pretty pretty bad, as I remember. Um, but during like the first season and maybe like into like the second season too, it was mm-hmm. like. But a lot happened, you know, like the too much happened. They should have spaced that out over like five years. But it felt very immediate. Like it was like, wow, this is like it was. It was. I remember when I first was seeing that show, and it felt it felt like an experience. What are we? What's happening now? Yeah, no, but it felt it felt so. I don't know. I I wonder sometimes though if I've lost the ability to have the rush from TV the way I could even when I was like in college or something. There was a time when I just. A TV show would be so captivating to me, and now it's really hard to get there. Yes, but I felt like Breaking Bad did a good job, for example. Of, yeah. It was more of a slow burn, and by the time you got to the end, it was it was very intense. But that's because they'd been building for so long to those, you know, plot points. But, like, I feel like the these shows, are like, are very front-loaded with, like... Mm-hmm. Like by, I don't want to. I don't know how much we want to say about people for the people who haven't seen you. I would highly recommend it, though. I recommend yeah. it to my sister, and she loved it. But like it, they ratchet up the stakes pretty quickly. They do. They do. <laughs> but is there any way we can adjust the temperature in here? Is it too hot? I am. I feel like I'm like. I was in, just I'm, getting comfortable. I'm inside the cauldron boiling right <laughs> now. Which I assume is not where the witch wants to be. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's you. You're in the cauldron. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to be in the cauldron. No. But, so, yeah, no, I'm super looking forward to you. And then we recently, finally, after wanting to see it for a while, saw that um, A Quiet Place Part 2, and that was good. Mm-hmm. And then we also rewatched. we've obviously seen this before, but we've... This is one of those things where I don't know if... Are we the only people that, like, super like this one? But, like, this is at least the fourth time that we've rewatched uh, Hostel Part 2. Um, yeah, I've, I've lost count of how many times we've seen that. But, it... but I feel like it's really good. Yeah. And surprisingly so, because, I mean, usually the second one isn't is good. But I think it's way better than the first one. Like, I don't really have any, like, need to see the first one. I almost forget what happened in the first one. That one guy from the beginning of the second one is like in peril. Mm. Yeah, I mean the first one set and up. Part three was not. Part three was really bad. Yeah. But part two was like surprisingly good. But then again, I think a lot of that has to do with expectations. I originally came into it with such low expectations that I was really blown away with how good mm-hmm. it was. It's also a very plausible plot line. Mm-hmm. I mean, given what we've learned about, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and all these other rich creeps. Yeah, you know, no, it like, feels like this it totally probably could is, happen. Like, of course, there's, of course there's, like, a <laughs> hostile part two place somewhere in the world. You know? Yeah, like, it's not like, oh, my gosh, this, oh, my gosh, thank God, that's not real. It's like, instead, it's like, oh, wow, you know, this is totally This probably is actually happening. Like, I assume this is happening somewhere right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that I don't have to personally know about exactly the details of it happening because then exactly. I need to do something about it and I can't. <laughs> so, like, but yeah, no, but I surprisingly, like, if anyone hasn't seen that yet and is looking for a good Halloween watch and also can stomach can stomach it, it's good. Mm-hmm. 
which I do think it's harder and harder to find a really good watch for Halloween because there are some favorite classics, you know, but we've just been alive long enough that we've seen our favorites so many times that some of them, and I feel like, as everybody knows, the older you get, the quicker the year seems to go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So some movies, even if we only watch them once a year, as the year comes around again, it feels like, oh my gosh, we just saw that. Like, I love Scream, but it's like, I feel like I saw that recently, even though I know it's been at least a year. So it's harder I'm and harder. Sure I need to experience Scream again yeah, but, right now. But that's why I'm saying it's harder and harder to find a good watch for yeah. the Halloween season. So that's why I am so excited about you coming back. And we've tried a few new, you know, scaryish movies on Netflix to kind of mixed results lately. What was the name of that Amanda Seyfried movie that we watched recently? Not that really awful one with Kevin Bacon, but the more recent one where she's married to the college professor and they're in that haunted house. Yeah, I don't remember the name, but... Something like Things Unseen, Things Heard Unseen. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. That was good. It had there were some issues and I don't I can't really discuss the issues because it would be too much of a spoiler. But there were some things about it that weren't perfect. However, overarchingly coming into it with extremely low expectations, as you know, having recently been burned by that awful one with Kevin Bacon that she did. I thought it was so good. Like I really liked that. It was mm -hmm. really well it was just high quality and you just never know when you're going into a made for Netflix horror movie you know the quality can vary from like bad like so bad it's not even fun lifetime movie to like really good taut you know cinematic masterpiece mm -hmm. it's it's really you know all over so you never really know what you're gonna get but you know we had good luck with that one that was good what was the kevin bacon one called I am struggling to remember its title. All I remember is that it seemed to me to be a little bit like a ripoff of the book House of Leaves. Mm. But also just it wasn't very good. Basically, Kevin Bacon becomes trapped inside of a haunted house that he moves to. And the inside of the house is a different measurement than the outside of the house. And then his own ghost tries to, like warn him not to come into the house but it's already too late because it's like he's trapped in the time loop kind of a hell of mm -hmm. his own making situation mm -hmm. but it was just it was very not good no. i mean you remember it right yes yeah it was not good unfortunately yeah yeah unfortunately <laughs> right it will be interesting to try to figure out how to celebrate halloween inside our house again mm. In a more memorable way, you know? Mm-hmm. I know some people in, who are in neighborhoods where there's more trick-or-treating and stuff have a candy shoot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you can kind of, like, deliver candy, like, out to the trick-or-treaters. That's pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe see if anywhere around here does that. Yeah, I don't know if people around here... No. I think people around here have stopped caring. Yes. <laughs> but... It certainly seems that way. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we should figure out how to make it memorable. Because, like you said, if you don't make a big deal out of things, sometimes it, it kind of goes over the kids' heads in a certain way. 
Yeah, and I mean, even if you're just making a big deal by, like, loudly announcing what day it is, like, several times throughout the day, mm -hmm. and doing something that's, like, not something you usually do, mm -hmm. you know, um, like, you know, special food, special music, special whatever. Mm-hmm. Are there any other, like, forgotten classics that you haven't watched in a long time that could come back? Not really. I mean, the thing is, like, back when I had time to watch stuff, you know, when I was in college and then, like, you know, right after college mm -hmm. when I was, like, didn't have kids or anything, I feel like I watched so much stuff. And there's some things that I watched that are, like, were good and... I would want to see them again and other things, even some things I thought were good back then. I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever have time to watch this again in my entire life. And I'm probably okay with that. You know, <laughs> I just feel like my time feels like so much more a premium. And yet somehow I found the time to watch Hostel Part 2 again. So <laughs> I don't know. Yes, but like Marie Kondo says, that brought you joy. It did. It really did. So, but it's a good movie. I've been trying to get more into reading, like, something seasonal, and I'm struggling a little bit to find a good, like, I don't know if I want to read a horror book, mm. but I'd like to read something with, you know, kind of a creepy, thrillery type of vibe. Mm. I think that could be fun. Yeah. Have you read any books like that lately? I've read a few that I would say are kind of mystery slash thriller, but not really like straight up horror. Hmm. Like I read one that I really liked called The Guest List by Lucy Foley. And what I liked about it was that it's a mystery, but part of the mystery is that you don't know who is actually going to get killed. So instead of being the type of thing where you find out early on about what the crime is and then you are concerned with solving the crime, instead the story simultaneously kind of builds a possible motive for several different characters to commit the crime and also leads you towards the point where you figure out who the crime's been committed against. And then only at the very end do you find out, okay, so this is who was murdered. And then secondarily, who of all these people that you've now built reason for them to maybe have been the one who did it actually did it and then kind of how does that turn out mm -hmm. so that was fun i would definitely read something else like that mm. i tried then after that to start this other one called like the sanitarium or the sanatorium or something like that and it sounded cool because it's about a hotel that was you know it used to be one of those places where they took like tuberculosis patients mm -hmm. but now it's been redone into like this really swank hotel mm. but I didn't realize before I started reading it that it seems like it's some sort of a ghost story. Hmm. And I wasn't really wanting to read a ghost story, so I don't think I'm going to actually be able to make it on that one. Mm -hmm. As you pointed out, most ghost stories are very sad. That's the thing, is that... I mean, it's like a ghost story. So... Yeah, it's always it's always going to be sad. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to be bummed out. No. But you want to celebrate spooky things, but in like a fun way. Yeah, or even sometimes I read some things that aren't very fun, but I guess with like a mist, like a thriller type of mystery, 
there is a sad aspect to it because if someone's been killed, I mean, you can't really unkill them or whatever. Even if you find out who did it, I mean, so what? They're still dead. But if it's thrilling and exciting, it can be done in a way, and, and the way that the conclusion goes, it can be done in a way where you feel like you get satisfaction. Mm -hmm. I feel like with most ghost stories, you can't really get satisfaction. It's always kind of like a melancholy ending. Yeah. Even if it's really good. Yeah. There are good ghost stories. Oh, no, there totally are. I just, I'm not always in the mood to be kind of brought down in that way, I guess. Yeah, right. Like, I guess for some reason seeing, like, heinous crimes committed doesn't bring me down the same way that just, like, the sadness of, like, a lingering ghost can. Right, right. Exactly. I don't know why, why it works that way. It just does. Mm. But I know one thing we didn't talk about from earlier. Oh, yeah. Your second pair of socks. Days later, you're still horrified by this. Okay, so as we know, the temperatures start to drop, you know, as we get into the autumn. And sometimes my feet get cold. Okay, you're, you're, you're explaining, but you're not, you're not saying what happened. I mean, it's, it's literally, it was a non-event that you're just so horrified by. We're never going to forget this. It's like, you know, uh, in the Matrix when there's like a glitch and you see uh -huh. the same thing twice, like the cat walks by the room twice or whatever. Okay, so what happened is that <laughs> I was wearing some socks, just some, like a, re like a regular, well, Okay, go on. I was going to tell it from the reverse end. Okay, go on, the go ahead. Oh, on, sorry, go ahead, on, go ahead. Yes. All that happened is that, from my perspective, all that happened is that I was wearing some regular socks. My feet got cold. So on top of the regular socks, I have some, like, really thick Christmas, sort of, like, thick-knit socks that I keep out all year. And because I wear them kind of like slippers, like, they're, like, warmer and thicker. And I don't, I don't wear them when I'm leaving the house because they don't really fit inside most of my shoes even. Mm. I mean, that makes them sound gigantic. They're just kind of unusually thick. They fit in boots, but just not, like, I wouldn't wear them with sneakers or something. Anyway, I was wearing a regular nice thin pair of socks. My feet got cold, so I put the thicker socks on top of them. End of story. Except that for Rob... I saw you remove... Your outer, what well, I learned we were later getting, were, Well, because uh, I was getting ready to go somewhere, so I was taking them off to put my sneakers on. Okay. And that part was fine. So you saw me pull my socks off. Normal thing to do. And then underneath the sock was another sock. <laughs> and you'll never get over this. I was not expecting to see that. But now every time I'm wearing socks, you ask me if there's like secretly another pair under there. Especially since you're also right now wearing. <laughs> but they're nice and warm. They're so thick. They have Santas on them. I know. If they had pumpkins on them, I'd be wearing them even harder right now. Yeah. But no, the thing is just that. So you can wear them just as a single pair of socks. Yes. They're just, they're very thick. Mm -hmm. And so I think of them as more like they're not the same as regular socks. As regular socks, I think of kind of like as underwear, like like when I in the sense that in the sense that okay. And these are like a coat. Kind of like okay, if I put on a pair of sneakers mm -hmm. and I put socks on, mm -hmm. those are like the socks are like the underwear and the sneakers are like the pants that would go over your underwear. Yeah. 
I can, I can see it's inner and outer clothing. But these thick Christmassy socks aren't like underwear. These are more like a pants themselves. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Does that make sense? Uh, it does now. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, if you had sat down and explained this to me, and then I had seen that, I would probably been like, okay, that's what, whatever. But instead, for the rest of our lives, whatever I'm wearing, you're going to be wondering if there's a surprise. It's like if you were wearing a hat, and you took off your hat, and there was another hat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was saying is, it's, maybe it's kind of like when you go to a wedding, and you're at the wedding part, like where the ceremony part is happening, and the bride has like a pretty traditional kind of big wedding dress. And then when she goes to the reception, she like most dramatically she like rips the dress away. Least dramatically, she just like changes between <laughs> the time when she leaves her wedding and when she gets to the reception. But at the reception, she's wearing a different dress, like you know, usually it's like something a little sexier. Wait, ripping away like in like a dance routine? Yes, I think the most dramatic way would be to show up in your original dress. Have you seen this happen? I've not actually been <laughs> at a wedding where this has happened, but I feel like it could happen. So, so you're I imagining some kind of breakdancing routine and they like you're just no, in I've one seen people circle. do this on like, I've seen people do this on a reality show before. Is this like a Velcro bag? This is like dress? a My Super Sweet 16 kind of like a move, but also at like a wedding. Okay, alright. But like, okay, it's a much more dramatic version of like, remember how my wedding dress had like a really long train? Yes. But then we did that thing where like it was gusseted up and it was like sort of folded decoratively to the back. So then it wasn't long and flowing so I could walk around at the reception. Yes. A much more dramatic version of that is where you just kind of like rip away the wedding dress and there's like a sexier shorter wedding dress underneath Hmm. or a thing that i have actually seen happen is that between leaving the ceremony and arriving at the reception the bride changes into something else but in the version you're saying where the where the ripping away happens yes during the ceremony she is actually wearing two dresses i guess (laughs) just so during the moment when she goes from the I think the idea is for people to be surprised and excited when suddenly the dress transforms into something more exciting, signaling that it's time for like the harder partying to start. Yes. Okay. No, I'm I it makes sense. I yeah. just was trying to get But I'm saying like I feel like ever since the moment with the socks, you've been looking at every piece of clothing I wear, assuming that that's like about to happen. I don't know where the next layer of clothing could be coming from. I mean, I guess just, you know, expect it when you least expect it. <laughs> exactly. Especially now during the fall, like, you're really going to be layering up. That's all I'm saying. Like, you, you need layers sometimes when there's a nice blustery wind. Like, I've been looking forward for so is... long to a nice blustery wind. This is probably why I appreciate the blustery wind more than you do. Did you wear long underwear as a kid? I mean, yes, but there was a reason for that. But when you wore long underwear, my question is, did you also wear underwear under the long underwear? Yes, but when I wore long underwear as a child, it was because I was in a home that was heated by a wood stove, and, like, we had to sleep in sleeping bags Mm -hmm. at night in, like, the fall and winter because when the wood stove went out or, like, the fire died down, it would be, like, ice cold in our house. But I'm saying... It is normal to wear underwear under long underwear. 
Yeah, I mean, you wear underwear under your pajama pants. So you would treat long underwear like pajama pants? Yes. Okay, I don't know. Would you not? I, I'm asking. Are you saying that they would it's be It's called long underwear? underwear, I'm asking. I didn't really wear long underwear as a kid. But are you saying that long underwear would just be the underwear itself? I'm asking questions. I don't know. Is it? No, I think you still no. wear. You still wear underwear. I think you still under wear the like underwear. the like the private parts covering like regular underwear under it. <laughs> Does it have the thing in the back where it has the two buttons <laughs> over the back? No. <laughs> or is that just in cartoons? No, I think that's like a specific style. Is that like a union suit or something? I don't know. I know. I think that's a specific style of like thing. Okay. I've never owned anything like that. Okay. No, the long underwear I had was just called long johns. It was like, you know that, like, it's like that cotton kind of tight-fitting waffle weave. Hmm. But would you, because long underwear has top and bottom parts. I never called it long underwear. I just called you know it long johns. Okay, long johns. But there was upper, there was upper shirt level yes, long johns? Yes, it was john. basically exactly like the pajamas that we get our kids, except that it was like that, you know, that very thin, subtle waffle weave kind of pattern. Mm-hmm. But would if if I were wearing that, would yeah. I be wearing this under it, my my undershirt that I'm wearing now? It depends on how cold you're expecting the house to get at night. Okay. If you're expecting the house to get really cold, then sure. I wear this type of uh, shirt under under. Yeah, my you're shirts. talking about the shirt that is called a wife beater. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I believe when I buy them for you, they're called like. A shirts or something like it's like something yes. really boring, like it's like men's A cut shirt or something. Yeah, like it's not whatever very, that is. Like, but know. I I actually do I understand what you're saying when you say the underwear thing because I think of this as kind of like underwear in a certain way. Yeah, but I'm saying like if you if you I don't feel like to... it's indecent for me to go outside wearing it if it's like hot enough. But like, but if you were cold at night. You might put a layer on top of that. Yes. You wouldn't. You wouldn't take that off. No. Yeah, but I'm saying like you. If I was would... drenched in sweat in the middle of the summer. I might throw it to the yeah, floor. Yeah, but and... you wear pajama pants. But you wear boxers under your pajama pants. Yes. You don't take your boxers off and just bear pull the pajama pants bare over yourself. I was only to get back to the what brought <laughs> us to this point. I was only shocked about the socks because I don't think of my socks in that way. But you don't have any socks like this, and you... Even if I did. But you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because you don't even like... You don't even like, like, colored socks. Like, you only like plain black socks. Yes. You never want, like, whimsical socks. I have, like, all whimsical socks. Yeah. Although I will say, like, my relationship with whimsical socks is kind of love-hate, because I love, like, the idea of them, <laughs> and it, like, it gets me so excited to be like, ooh, I'm pulling out my Halloween socks. It's very stressful, though, because it's really hard to keep track of the different ones that go with each, like, pair. I feel like we have, like, one of 25. <laughs> yes. Different ones. But I've comforted myself by deciding that some of them can mix and match. When they're thematically correct? I have a lot of Christmas ones. See? Mix and match right there. In fact, I'm mixing and matching right now. I've got Santa over here, and I've got reindeers over here. Are these both Columbia? Yes. See, they came just... in a two-pack. It's just See? they each have another friend that actually is the same pattern as them. But yeah, I just I just hadn't thought about that being the same. But I mean, as I said before, just expect me when you least expect me. I, I, I will now. Yeah, you should. 
but was there anything else about fall we didn't talk about? I feel like there was. Is there anything else that we jotted down? No, I think we got everything. It always seems like there's so much more to say, but you know. Well, you you touched on this a little bit, but we didn't really like talk too much more about homeschooling in autumn. We we mentioned how it figured in with like the the equinox, but yeah. you're probably gonna like do more as the season progresses, I assume. Do more in general or just more about the autumn? More about the autumn. Yeah, I think we will. I mean, I still have some stuff planned. Like, we jumped into the kind of the unit just to be like, okay, this is what the autumn equinox is. Mm -hmm. But I'm still planning to do next week a little bit more to try to just solidify the concept of, like, why we have seasons as far as, like, the... I, I touched on it just, you know, with, like, the rotation of the earth and the angle mm -hmm. of the sun and everything, but... I think we have a project to kind of do next week with, like, a flashlight and a globe to try to really, like, give them a better mental image about that. Mm -hmm. And the autumn is definitely a good time for craft projects. I mean, there's so many, like, leaves and things that I feel like we could just go for days with stuff like that. <clears throat> they love collecting things. That's they do. They do. <laughs> but. Yeah, so, I mean, that'll be really... It'll, I think it'll be a good time for homeschooling, you know? Mm-hmm. Although, I feel like there's always more that you can do. Like, I'm always looking at, like, more things I could do homeschool-wise. And at the same time, it's like, some days I feel like we're, like, really packing it in. And I want to try to figure out how to, like, slow it down a little bit sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know. It's like, I guess maybe it's like an autumnal sort of a feeling where you want to cultivate more of, like, a feeling of coziness. Mm-hmm. You mean Huga? I do. I do. It's funny because... Our history curriculum actually has, like, a couple built-in units. They call them, like, the Huga units, where you're supposed to, like, kind of depart from the normal schedule and, like, just read these different historical texts and stuff. But I'm actually going to skip those because I don't think the kids are going to respond to them very well. <laughs> but I still, in general, appreciate the concept of Huga. Mm-hmm. You do. But people should read that book or find out with Google that. Huga, yeah. Oh, Huga is very trendy, though. Mm. I think people are very much, like, very into the Huga at this point. Very autumnal, very win winterian. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, really, the main thing I've learned about Huga is that we need to own more candles. Yeah. I was thinking we should do some, like, beeswax candles or something this year. That would be fun. It would. I like candles, Ricky. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've done that. Mm -hmm. I feel like our kids are a little on the young side for candle making, just as far as like all the hot wax and everything. Mm -hmm. I can just... And it takes a long time to like get enough wax. On yeah, the patience candle. and the hot wax could be a lot for them. But I would like to make some candles. Maybe we... Oh, you know what we should do? We should do, instead of the dipping candles, we should do some pour candles. Mm -hmm. Where you just pour the melted wax like you have the wick. In like a little like like a old teacup from Goodwill or something, and then you pour the wax in there. Do you ever do it with crayons or? The problem though is that the crayons are really toxic, and so then the burning is like not good. Yeah, that's fair. I knew there was probably some reason why we shouldn't. <laughs> I do want to do um, some other stuff with crayons though. I know something that we have coming up later this year um, for our science. To kind of demonstrate the different types of rocks, like, mm -hmm. you know, igneous and metamorphic and all that. There's different crayons that you can make to kind of show, like, the way that the different 
bits kind of melt together to form the new rock. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do some stuff like that with crayons. Yeah. Thank you for coming back on the Rock Versus Show. Oh, you're welcome. Happy Join the Rob Burgess Show mailing list. Go to tinyletter.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show and type in your email address. Then respond to the automatic message. Also, please make sure to comment, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review everywhere the podcast is available, including iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Twitter, Internet Archive, TuneIn, RSS, and now Spotify. The official website for the podcast is www.therobburgessshow.com. 
You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. If you have something to say, record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to therobburgessshow at gmail.com. Include voice memo in the subject line of the email. Also, if you want to call or text the show for any reason, the number is 317-674-3547. Until next time.